it's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you've had paranormal things happen in your lifetime, well, this is obviously the show for you because this is the place where we hear real ghost stories from real people and we don't judge them. We just listen, make comments and kind of give some feedback, thoughts, maybe relate them to some other experiences that we've heard over the years, but it's a safe place to, to share your stories. And our next author knows that very well. They found the show, started listening and realized, you know what? I've never been able to get these things out and say these things out loud because so many people would think I'm absolutely nuts. But this, thing, this place, this podcast, this community, it feels safe. And I'm glad we can do that. I'm glad we can make folks feel that way. Because this next story has a lot of stuff in it. It's really one of those haunted life stories where time after time, paranormal events continue to keep happening to the same people. And it's troubling and it's confusing and... I don't have answers for it. But their purpose in sharing is just to let others know that they are not alone. If they're having these types of experiences in their own ways as well. So, if that's you, take a listen. You're not alone in this world of the paranormal. Hi guys, my name is Bridget, and I'm writing to you from Georgia. I just stumbled upon your YouTube channel about four days ago with some of your podcasts on it and quickly became addicted. I listened to you guys while playing video games or in between doing the virtual learning things with my son every while cooking dinner last night. I don't know how I always end up on the weird side of YouTube. No offense to you guys, LOL, but I do. I suppose it's because I know that I am not normal. I never truly have been. I have stories that I could tell you that would make you doubt my sanity, and honestly, I could not blame you as I have doubted it too. I was even given a psychological assessment from our school psychologist when I was a child for this very reason, without my mother's knowledge, might I add. As a parent now, this infuriates me. However, the testing did not do them any good. I was perfectly fine, just terrified of our home. I was only 12 years old when we moved into that house. I was at a friend's house and my parents were moving our things there. Being a child, I had no say in where we moved. If I had, I never would have chosen that one. When my mom picked me up, being the eldest child present, I got the front seat. I remember her exclaiming just how much she thought I'd love it there. I was considered a tomboy and the house had many characteristics that she thought that I'd love. We turned out of this road that was much like a driveway, in a way that it was very slim and exponentially long. There were two houses on the right at the very beginning of the road and an opening on the left to the gate where the horse pasture was. Then the road went down a steep hill. 
The stream going under the bend at the bottom of the hill, trees arching over the road so there was no sunlight on it, just shade. It came to a dead end with a gate, just like the one for the pasture. The road itself was beautiful to me anyway. My sister hopped out and opened the gate for us. We drove through and she closed it back and hopped back in the van. We proceeded to drive past the small basketball court on the left, the badminton area on the right, and the docked pedal boat that was next to a gigantic satellite dish on that right. The driveway ended in a teardrop-shaped circle with a sky-blue barn-styled home on the left. A small-looking brown house in the center, and the driveway veered off to the right, off the circle all the way around a big pond and curved left up into a large hill to a white double-wide trailer. We parked in the middle, and she asked me how I felt about it. I'd even stepped out of the car yet, and I thought I was going to vomit. My heart completely dropped. The place felt off. I did not want to go inside. It just did not feel right to me. I told her I did not like it. She was upset and argued that I just had to see the inside. Still to this day, she says she should have listened to me. We lived there for almost five years. She was right, though. The inside was awesome, even if it had doors that led to drop-offs that could kill you. The place was huge. It just did not look that way from the front. It was a six-bedroom, three-bathroom home. I'm not going into full detail here, but just giving you a few basics. Upon entering the front door, which was on the right corner of the house, the living room, dining room, and kitchen were all one big open area. The back left corner had a small and narrow kitchen. The back right had shelves built into the wall with cabinets at the bottom. That part became our dining room. The living room area just had a fireplace in the left front corner. Windows lined the right wall and the front wall. There was a sliding glass door diagonally placed across from the front door beside the refrigerator that opened to the sunroom. Although it never did see much light, it was on the back of the house, which was on top of a giant hill covered in trees overlooking a large waterfall. I think we spent one single Halloween night back there in the many years that we lived there. No one felt comfortable in the sunroom. Back in the living room, there was an exponentially long hallway to the left leading to the rest of the house. The hallway turned right at the very end to my mom's room. I can drop a layup for you on paint and send it in with this if it lets you understand what I saw. It did not take long for the activity to start. The second night that we were there, I'd already had strange things happening. At first, my bedroom was upstairs, the third door down on the left in the hall. My then stepdad had set up my bed for me that day, just a simple twin-size bed placed up against the wall with the door at my feet. At that time, I had just gotten an MP3 player and it was a big step up from my Walkman, so I was listening to music while I tried to fall asleep. The light was coming in from the window on the far wall, thanks to the one single streetlight that was posted up in the middle of the teardrop driveway, so I was already having a hard time trying to sleep. I've never been good at sleeping with any type of light, not even the little green light from the air conditioner. It must be perfectly dark. So I moved my headphones off my head and placed them under my pillow to muffle the sound and tried to sleep with just the faint music. That is when I heard my bedroom door open. I looked toward the foot of my bed, but no one was there, and the door was closed. That was confusing. I brushed it off and closed my eyes again. This time, it was the sound of one of my boxes in the corner of my room being opened. My eyes opened, and I saw no one, but the box was open. I said, stop trying to mess with me. I thought it was one of my siblings. I was only five. My brother David is the oldest, then me, my two sisters, Amber and Autumn, and then my mom's now ex-girlfriend's daughter. We'll call her Sherry. There was no response. I started getting angry. I just knew that it had to be my brother. That's when something bumped the bottom of my bed. 
I jumped up and crawled to the foot of my bed, turning on the light switch by the door, and no one was there. I got up and looked under the bed. Still, no one was there. I even looked in the closet, which was by the head of the bed, and did not have a door, but again, the room was empty. I told my mom the next day, and she said it must have been a bad dream. I knew better, though. Time did as time does, and it ticked on. Strange things happened here and there, like things going missing, doors closing, chairs moving, knocking on walls, odd smells, and of course, hearing footsteps. There was also the sound like someone was dragging their fingernails along the hallway walls as they walked down it, as punishment for something that I did not do, but they believed that I did. Could have been a sibling, could have been something else, none of my siblings have owned up to it, though. I now had moved across the hall from my old bedroom, being forced to share one with my mom's girlfriend's daughter. My two other sisters that did share a room with her are now crammed into my small old room together. I'm going to set the scene for you here. My bed was direct across from the door this time against the wall of the left corner. and Sherry's was on the opposite side of the room, placed just like mine, and the door was not allowed to be closed. Our cousin was staying the night and she was incredibly young, so she was sleeping in my bed with me. We also had an exceedingly small, very skittish dog named Butcher. He was a miniature Dachshund. He loved to sleep between your legs under the blankets. As we were lying there, my little cousin and Sherry both sound asleep. I remembered that I was supposed to go down in the basement and turn out the lights. I hopped up, startling Botchier, and startled down the hallway with him on my heels. I reluctantly opened the basement door as it really, really creeped me out down there and headed down slowly. I immediately went to the basement door that led outside and made sure it was locked then worked my way through the basement, turning out the lights, the playroom, the game room, then walked through the library into my brother's room. He was visiting a cousin of ours, but we were lying down carpet squares in his room that day. Then back into the library, turned off the lights to one of the storage closets and went back to the stairway. I was scared to turn off the library light. Something about it gave me the heebie-jeebies. It was a hanging fluorescent light that flickered often and made a buzzing sound. I finally worked up the courage, turned it off, and ran up the stairs, pulling the cord from the wall to the light that hung above them as I ran. I reached the top and shut the basement door as quickly as I could and locked it. Every hair in the back of my neck and my arms were standing, as though I had rubbed a balloon on them. I ran back to my bed and climbed in, feeling safe again. That is when I realized that Bachir was not with me. I got back up and slowly walked to the bedroom door, semi-whispering, uh, Bach? The lights under the basement door flickered on. The one that I had just unplugged. You could see it clearly as the door to the basement was kind of hung about two inches above the actual floor. My siblings and I used to joke a hand being able to reach out and grab you there. I was frozen in place for a moment there. Then I heard loud footsteps coming up the stairs, which kicked my ass in gear. I hightailed it back to my bed, jumping into it, as though someone was under it, got under the covers, and tried to pretend to be asleep. Unfortunately, though, when I did that, I woke up my cousin. She sat up and asked me what was wrong. I said nothing was wrong, just go back to sleep. I sat up and tried to tuck her back in. I did not want to scare her, but it was too late for that. The basement door opened and slammed against the wall. We both heard it, and we could both see the light in the hallway. At this point, she could tell something was wrong, too. She kept trying to ask me what that was. I was panicking put my arm across her protectively, trying to figure out if maybe I overlooked something in the basement that maybe I was about to get in trouble for locking my mom's girlfriend down there. When he stepped in front of my door, 
Have you ever laid there in the dark with your eyes open looking to the corner in your room that was darker than the rest of the room? Like a black that was darker than night itself. If yes, then you know what I'm talking about when I say that is what he looked like. A solidified shadow. He was tall, his head coming to the very top of the doorway and slim. No features whatsoever. Just a black human-shaped figure. And his eyes were on me. I put eyes in quotations because he didn't have any. Yet, it was as though you could feel that he was looking at you. I was petrified. I could not move a single muscle. My cousin was sobbing, trying to climb behind me. It felt like he was standing there forever when he was only standing there for a minute or two. He turned around and walked back down the hallway and into the basement, slamming the door on his way down. The light stayed on. It was terrifying to everyone that he was there. At least he was to me anyway. My sister would argue that it was a crawling thing. That one was terrifying as well, but it did not make me freeze up the way that the shadow man did. There were several things in that house. I know there was a shadow man, the crawling thing, two children, a woman that looked to be in her early 20s, and something sinister. I do not know what it was, but it would show itself at us, the people that lived in the house. I'll go through a few more of the stories here for you guys, so don't worry. I'll not leave you hanging on that. Those are the ones that I personally saw. But our landlord lived in the double-wide trailer, and later, after we talked to her about some of the things there, she informed us that the woman who lived there before us captured what appeared to be a Native American standing behind her by the waterfall, and that she had gotten several orbs and photos when she was trying to list the house. She did show us the photos, by the way. Anyway, I'd like to address the crawling thing. I was 13 now, and it was summertime, so we did not have school, and we could stay up late if we did not wake our parents, and we were in our rooms by the time our stepdad got up for work. My sister Amber and I were sitting on the couch watching TV with the hall door closed so that we did not wake anyone. We were making jokes and eating popcorn when she hit me in the stomach. That was just a thing we did to each other sometimes, kind of like playing punch buggy while on a car ride. Just it was a random thing to catch the other one off guard. When she did that, I suddenly had to pee. I paused the TV, got up to go to the bathroom, and of course she came with me. The bathroom was on the left as soon as you walked into the hall, so it was a quick trip. We finished up in the bathroom and went back to the living room, closing the hall door behind us. We were only in the living room for a few minutes before we heard a thud coming from the hallway. I got up and went to investigate. I opened the hall door and turned on the bathroom light so that I could see. I did not want to turn on the hall light because it was bright, and while our stepdad's door was closed and our mom's door was closed, I still did not want a chance to wake them up. I was already worried because of how loud that thud was. After turning on the bathroom light, I could see that a picture had fallen off the wall. I picked it up and placed it back where it was supposed to be and went back to the living room. We decided to leave the hall door open and the bathroom light on so that we could see if our other little sister, Autumn, was sleepwalking again. Because we left the door open, we had to turn down the TV. We were both feeling a bit creeped out after the thud happened, so we tried getting into watching our show again, and then I tried to lighten the mood. I did exactly what she had done to me and quickly hit her in the stomach. Instead of the usual laughing, she firmly told me to stop. My immediate response to this was to get angry. Who was she to be talking to me like that when she had just done the same thing? I was about to go off on her, and I think she could tell because she immediately blurted out, I thought I heard something, and she turned her head to look down the hallway. I paused the TV 
The anger I was feeling was completely gone, replaced with fear. I looked down the hallway, listening carefully. At first, I just heard the water filter in our turtle's tank, but then I heard it. Have you ever popped your jaw very, very slowly and heard that weird crackling and popping noise from it? Because that's what it sounded like. Distance, distant cracking and popping. We were both on alert, semi-crouching on the couch like we were watching that scene in Pan's Labyrinth where the kid started to eat the food that was not supposed to be eaten. And suddenly we saw these incredible long-looking fingers on the corner of the wall in the hallway. Almost as soon as I said, what is that? Did this thing dart from around the corner, on the wall? It plopped to the floor at my sister's doorway and crawled across the hall into my bedroom. I jumped off the couch and backed up fast, pulling her with me. It was far enough away from us that we did not catch many physical details, just the long fingers and the head that looked like it was on wrong. I cannot even really explain it. It was almost as though it was crooked. I never saw it in the house again, only heard it. I knew it was this thing because of that distinct sound. And she and I both agreed not to tell anyone about it because it made us sound crazy. It was not until I was 19 and she was 17 that we found out that Autumn had seen it too and that her mom apparently knew all about it. Apparently, she slept in Autumn's bed with her one night because she claimed to have seen the creature crawl into my room and was freaking out about it. Our mom knew about the things there, but she did not confirm them to me until I was 15. Instead, she, her girlfriend, and our stepdad dismissed it and made us feel like we were imagining things. Now to address the children. There were two that we knew of, a little girl and a little boy. Currently, I was older. I was 15 and had my bedroom in the basement. I was used to the activity at this point and much less afraid of it. I mean, I had my moments where I would still get scared and stressed, but I was trying to do my best to get through it. One night, I was in my brother's room watching Beavis and Butthead with him. The lights were off. He was lying on his bed and I was lying on his couch. Neither one of us had doors in our bedrooms. Instead, we had sheets hanging up over the door frames. If you had ever watched Beavis and Butthead, then you would know that they say some dumb shit. Being teen teenagers, we thought it was hilarious. As we're laughing at the show, we heard what sounded to us like our mom's girlfriend's daughter giggling from the doorway. We both looked to the sheets to see what appears to be not one but two shadows huddled down on the floor, whispering and giggling to one another. He told them to go away. I had a gut feeling that it was not who we initially thought that it was. I very quietly stood up and started to tiptoe to the sheets. He realized what I was doing and did the same. We got to the sheet and went to pull it back when they jumped up and took off. We flew through the sheets, hearing their feet paddling on the concrete floor of the basement running towards my room. We ran after them and into my room to see that the curtains that were hanging on my, siding, my sliding glass door were moving like someone just ran through them. There were several weird things about that scenario. One is that the sliding glass door was bolted shut. It was as if whoever had built the house intended to put a deck back there and never did was the basement, yes, but there was still a six-foot drop from the door to the ground on that side. The ground outside of it was uneven because it was on a hill. There were also very sharp rocks lining that area. The other weird thing is that there were only two solid blue panels of curtain. The rest was pretty much seen through, and there was no room for anyone to hide behind it. We still checked, but there was no one there. I saw a little boy again later, my friend, We'll call her Kate, was living with us for personal reasons. We were watching Blue's Clues in my room. She had never heard of the show before, and my sister Autumn loved it, so I was showing her what it was. 
We were sitting on my couch bed with just one lamp on when we heard what sounded like someone opening a can of Coca-Cola. No big deal. We're used to hearing everyday sounds like that down there, as my room was not supposed to be a bedroom. I had a sheet for a door and there was a bar window right above my bed that went into the playroom. The first thing I did when I got that room was put blinds over the bar, for privacy of course, but also because the playroom was weird. There was a light switch that my dad taped down for some reason and told us never to touch it, but the light still turned on and off by itself. Toys would rearrange themselves, play noises by themselves, and books would randomly fall from the shelves. Plus, the glass by the door that went outside gave me the heebie-jeebies, almost like it was a splash window for a butcher. Anyway, after we had heard the coke sound, Kate started hitting my leg. At first it was light, but then she started slapping it even harder. I looked over at her and she cannot even say anything. I followed her line of sight to under the pool table and there, sitting very quietly, was a little boy. He was staring at my TV. She asked me if I saw him. I said yes. We both looked back. He was gone. I guess he heard us talking about him and took off. I do not know for sure. And mom even had experience with the children. I came home from school early one day because I was sick. I was coming down with the flu. When I got home, all I wanted to do was crawl into bed and sleep it off. We walked into the front door and I made my way to the hallway. The basement door was the second one on the left. I went to open it and realized it was locked. My hand was still on the doorknob when my mom said, don't go down there. Did I ask why not? She said it would just make me feel better if you slept in the living room so I could keep an eye on you. Seemed like a reasonable request. I told her I still wanted to put my stuff down there and she changed her whole demeanor. She seemed nervous almost. That's when I asked why the door was locked. My mom has never been okay with being questioned, but I always did it anyway. I was a major pain in the ass that way. She finally answered me. She said, as I quote, because I heard kids, I, being me, busted out laughing. I told her about the children and of course she dismissed it. Now she's hearing them too. And what does she do when she hears the children? She locks them in the basement. What I said after I finished laughing was, so we lock kids in the basement now? My response made her laugh, and that was when she told me her story. Her bedroom was positioned right above mine, and when everything was quiet upstairs, you could hear everything through the vents. With us being at school, she heard laughter coming up through them. She and her girlfriend got down on the floor and listened to the vents. They heard pool balls rolling across the pool table, hitting each other, the sounds of kids laughing. She sent her girlfriend downstairs to look, but there was no one down there. They decided to lock the door and that it's when they got the call from the school nurse to come and get me. I've never let her live that day down. Still to this day, if she's talking about her experiences, I must make sure to bring that one up. I mean, locking kids in the basement? I'm sure that's illegal. I know they're dead, but still. Imagine trying to explain that in a court of law. That day was the very first time that she ever admitted to me that she believed in the paranormal and that her house was in fact haunted. I've seen too much in my lifetime. I have memories that I should not have. My intuition has always been on point and for some reasons unknown, I know when death is coming to someone, even to pets. I can walk into a piece of land and immediately know if something is there. My grandmother used to say it was because of our bloodline that we descend from gypsies. I do not know how true that is, as she always came up with crazy tales, but everyone on that side of my family seems to have a connection to the other side. I like to blame it all on the Ouija board I got when I was 10, but I cannot say that I had not seen anything before that. I remember being a tiny kid, maybe four years old, living at my grandma's house. There was a woman that would come out of my closet and sit in the chair next to my bed, and she would just read. Her hair was almost white. 
Her dress was an eggshell color. It was ankle length and looked to be a nightgown from an earlier era. She was not wearing shoes. Remember it very vividly. She did not speak to me. I do not think except once she told me to go to bed. I told my grandma about it when I was about 20 or so, and she almost started crying. Apparently, the woman I described was her grandmother. I never met her before, and she did not have any photos of her around the house. She had to go searching in a chest that was in her dresser for a photo to show me. When I saw the woman, my eyes teared up. I was not expecting it to be confirmed. I thought I had just had a continually active imagination at that age. Here I am, though, 26 and still seeing things with a five-year-old son that already has experiences as well. If you guys have read all of this, I do not think I'm absolutely insane. I'd like to hear some of my other experiences, as well as my son's. I'll gladly write to you about them. It's not often that I get to tell people these things. Most of my friends do not believe in the paranormal, and I do not talk to people outside of the family about it because I do not want them to think I'm crazy. I'm already awkward enough from my severe social anxiety without the bonus, I see dead people. But your channel inspired me to come out with it all. I just want others like me to know that they are not alone. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, 
a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.